0: Pharmaceutical sales representatives are an army of marketers that have great impact on patient care, but have not always been subject to rigorous certification standards until now. You're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Lyle Bootman. Dr. Bootman is chairman of the Medical Representatives Certification Commission and dean of the University of Arizona College of Pharmacy a position he has held since 1987. In addition, he is a professor of pharmacy, medicine, and public health, and a fellow of several professional associations that include the American Pharmacists Association, the American Association of Pharmaceutical Scientists, and the American College of Apothecaries. He received his education in pharmacy at the University of Arizona and his doctorate at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Bootman has authored more than 285 research articles, books, and monographs, and he has been an invited speaker at more than 600 professional health care meetings and symposia. We're happy to have him joining us today from his offices in Arizona. Dr. Lyle Bootman, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you very much. Well, it's great to have you here because, I mean, in my career as a print reporter for the Tribune all these years, I've written a lot about the relationship of drug salespeople with physicians, and along comes your group with some standards here that maybe the industry feels they need going forth, given all the legislation and so forth. So if you could first tell us a little bit about this commission, uh, how it formed, and uh, where it's headed.
1: Yes, well, the commission was formed about a year ago, came together. It's a group of physicians from various walks of the profession both from organizations and academia and practice representing various fields of specialties of emergency medicine and orthopedic surgery, et cetera. And we've come together with the help of the Certified Medical Representatives Institute, CMR Institute, which had some of the ideas uh, of trying to establish standards for medical representatives, and not just for pharmaceutical companies, but all companies that are selling and promoting products, whether they be diagnostics, Theranostics, other devices, and uh, certainly in the pharmaceutical area. And as you know, medical sales representatives have been a part of the dissemination of information, of new technologies uh, for centuries pretty much, uh, certainly for many decades of time. And believe it or not, there's not really ever been a comprehensive valid standard for competency, uh, professional competency and ethical practice of these individuals. And we believe the time is now that that standard be developed. So we obtained the resources to begin to do a job analysis and do a comprehensive study of the daily practice of a medical service representative and developing that standard of which has just been completed in the last few weeks.
0: I mean, I know you 're a noted academic clinician at the University of Arizona. Is that where all this started? I mean, this is an independent non for profit commission, but you know who started it and who 's backing it
1: another not for profit uh, educational institute was the beginning of the discussion as well as myself and other colleagues that began to talk about the education of medical service representatives, and as we began to think about strengthening and improving the educational activities, we began to think to which standard, to what were we trying to drive toward, what was the outcome that we were trying to impact, and how could we elevate the medical sales representative, service representative, so that indeed those individuals can have a positive impact on patient outcomes and, and again, protecting the public their daily
0: activities. Well, and that's a very interesting, and it's an effort that certainly needs to be highlighted because I think the public at large and, and even physicians, I mean, you sort of look at a drug salesperson as, number one, they're good looking. Number two, they're bringing in the Subway sandwiches for the office staff when you see that, and they're trying to make a sale. But really, I think what's got the industry in trouble over the years is that you look and you're like, wait a minute. A physician should be prescribing a drug, brand generic device or whatever, on what's best for the patient. But yet all of a sudden you get somebody out there trying to make a sale. And I think what the commission will be sort of a check on is saying, hey, you know what? I'm certified to know what's right from wrong.
1: Right. And to provide that balanced approach. I think through our national job analysis a study that was conducted during the fall of 2009 winter, in which we put together a certification exam, if you will, evaluates and tests those particular competencies that uh, you're referring to. And that's to assure the public and the practice of the medical service representative so that it's, uh, they conduct their practice in the most competent and professional and balanced way as they present, because they're oftentimes looked at the source of new information and information on the latest treatments and diagnostics, if you will, that, that are available to the practice of medicine.
0: Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Chapson, your host. And joining me today is Dr. Lyle Bootman. Dr. Bootman is the chairman of the Medical Representative Certification Commission, and he's the dean of the University of Arizona College of Pharmacy. We're glad to have him here. And we're talking about this new certification commission for sales reps in the medical industry, You know, drug reps, device reps, diagnostic reps. And we are just talking about why it's needed and doctor if you will would you compare this to any other sort of standard setting organization in healthcare like could you call it like a, is it a joint commission like venture
1: well a joint commission that's obviously they certified facilities and they set standards for how facilities, hospitals, and outpatient facilities operate and other types of facilities and the type of processes. It's somewhat akin to the same type of approach, not unlike uh, the same type of examination and certification that physicians and pharmacists and nurses obtain as they take their licensure within each state as they practice medicine, practice pharmacy, or nursing, uh, et cetera. In this case, it's a national certification process, voluntary, in which medical representatives choose to take this uh, exam after meeting certain qualifications and standards and educational background. And uh, if passing, then they receive official certification that they've met this minimum standard. They are also required to maintain that certification to retake the exam, to take it every Uh, So often, so many years in between that uh, allows them to continue to remain competent over the domains of incompetencies that uh, were developed for the exam.
0: And looking over some of the things that they would have to gain knowledge in and so forth, there's regulatory compliance and ethical conduct, customer interaction, administration, clinical and therapeutical knowledge, marketplace knowledge. Can they do this online? Do they have to come out to Arizona and get certified?
1: No, no. The actual exam that would be taken would be uh, online. Take it from any place uh, through a testing service that is available that's commonly accepted for quality and compliance. The actual content information that they develop, there are a variety of ways that medical representatives and that represent the pharmaceutical and device diagnostic world develop those competencies. There are self-study programs. There's formal programs launched by the industry companies, there are programs launched by third parties, educational programs that touch all of these particular domains, as we refer to them, content areas, the regulatory compliance, ethical conduct, clinical and therapeutic knowledge, and marketplace, the understanding of managed care and cost containment methodologies and delivery of healthcare in general. They take this particular content course, but when they feel prepared, they're able to take the exam.
0: How is the reception of this in the pharmaceutical and device industry? One would think, given the close scrutiny these people that they have out in the field are under, I would think that they would embrace it.
1: Well, it's like all new innovative solutions and strategies. The uptake is a little slow at first, slower than we all expect. But that's commonly expected. But as you've already pointed out, uh, it's... An area of great need and recognition, I think, by all parties that this is a direction to move forth to ensure, and I think the companies that employ these individuals will continue to stress that this is important and this type of voluntary certification is a great solution for moving forward. It is an evolving strategy. It's not going to solve all the problems that you identified early in the discussion on day one, but it will evolve over a period of time and the standards will continue to be addressed and revisited and possibly elevated and obviously modified based upon the time.
0: Have there been folks already trying to get their certification?
1: No, we're just beginning to now offer the exam, announcing its availability and the opportunity for those who wish to take the exam to uh, study the standards. Standards have been developed, and an exam based, uh, developed around those particular standards has been put forth, and we're just in the process of launching uh, the first exam date.
0: Who all is involved in this?
1: The Medical Representative Certification Commission, of which I chair, is made up of folks like Mohammed Akhtar, who's a professor and head of uh, Department of Community and Family Medicine at Howard University's College of Medicine, Kendall Allred, who's a recent student but a current resident in emergency medicine. Paul Dombrowski, President and CEO of the Annenberg Center of Health Sciences at Eisenhower. A variety of well-known folks, Jim Kellum, uh, Vice Chairman, Department of Orthopedic
0: Surgery. And my guess is if, let's just say, you had a certification like this, I mean, back to the Joint Commission, I mean, I think if you have an accreditation, a hospital has an accreditation, a physician's office has an accreditation, if you're a drug rep or somebody who has some sort of certification, whether it be yours or some other highbrow effort, you might get seen by doctors that are increasingly saying, you know what, we're not going to see you people anymore. I mean, it could be a, a way to get back in the office.
1: I think that's a major uh, potential change in the industry and threat to folks who do manufacture health technologies is that uh, the limited time, those clients, if you will, if I can use that term, uh, the physicians and nurses and providers of healthcare care and hospital settings, are going to increase that pressure, that we're going to have those who are certified get the time to come before us to explain their new technologies and the issues around that particular new drug or new
0: diagnostic. Are any of the pharmaceutical companies, have they been involved in this commission or have you kept them out of it? We've kept
1: them uh, pretty much out of the mix. It's not uh, a single person on the commission that uh, represents the pharmaceutical industry or the diagnostic industry directly. We've been working to inform them of the availability and their input and in having conducting hearings in the early days as we were developing this particular commission, but it's completely independent. And as you mentioned, it's a nonprofit 501 501c3 incorporated
0: organization. Well, one thing that's just caught me here in reading some of your materials is that you guys talk about customer interaction. And obviously, if you're out there trying to make a sale, it's interesting that you guys say that the medical representative must identify appropriate product options, and address, you know, pair access challenges and so forth, which, you know, anybody making a sale, it's like you don't often mention your competitor unless you're bashing them.
1: <laughs> you give a fair balance uh, the information around that particular uh, condition or disease state in which your product may be helped to treat or diagnose, uh, the advantages that uh, it may have, but versus the uh, existing marketplace interventions. And as you mentioned, to identify that appropriate product option and to help address certainly payer issues that come about all the time Mm -hmm. in terms of providing that fair, balanced set of information.
0: And in fairness to the industry and the folks who I described as good-looking subway delivery people, which I'm just joking, but I would say this, their job's a tough job. I mean, it's increasingly complex. I mean, they got to know laws in different states now and federal laws and all sorts of things coming at them that just didn't exist before. Uh,
1: That's very important. And as you know, in the practice of medicine and pharmacy, it is a state sort of centered issue in that there are some various unique laws that vary from state to state in the way we practice and how we push forward. So it's very important that those representatives that might work for the same company but be located in a different state and be very sensitive to and understanding and knowledgeable of not only the federal law but the state and local uh, situation.
0: Okay. Now, before we go, where can people go online for more information?
1: Our website, uh, you can easily go to MRCC, Commission spelled out, dot O-R-G. And uh, that would lead you right to the site and all the information you'd need. Again, www.mrccomission.org.
0: Okay. Well, with that, I would like to thank Dr. Lyle Bootman, who's been our guest. He's the chairman of the Medical Representative Certification Commission, which is trying to bring some concrete standards out there to the drug and medical device industry reps that physicians want to see but often are not because they're worried about that relationship. He's also the Dean of the University of Arizona College of Pharmacy, and we're so happy to have him have join us today, and I'd like to thank him again. I'm Bruce Japson. I've been your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD online, on demand, and on the air. Please check us out at www.reachmd.com.